This week's episode is a call-in, so please excuse the audio. And a quick shout-out to our sponsors. All of our sponsors have the same discount code of SmokePit, so remember that when you go to buy your products. First one up is CombatComeOver.com. You can get fine pomades and beard oils for your hair and your face. You can keep those in your nut ruck from Arbor Arms, a tactical fanny pack for your nuts and your butts. Available on ArborArms.com. And last but not least, Hollywood Powder Company. If you like to have fresh-smelling balls or if you like to have gym chalk when you work out, make sure you go to HollywoodPowderCo.com and get all their fine products that you can powder yourself off and be all kinds of smelly delicious. What's up, motherfuckers? We got a badass guest today. Isn't that right, AJ? Hell yes. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. I know we've been gone for a bit, but we're fucking back. What up, though? So uh, joining us today is Dave, and I'm not going to try to butcher your last name because we just had a, a conversation about this. So would you please introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm David Bonilla, uh, United States Marine Corps. <laughs> so uh, is that kind of like uh, the Spanish word for pretty, like bonita? but just different yeah it's similar similar yeah just with the l's instead of a t yeah and there's also an n in Thank there you. so it's like bone the bonita yeah i used to get uh fucked with a lot in uh you know the marines uh they used to call me boner so that was my <laughs> nickname <laughs> well that's um par for the course in the marine corps <laughs> however you are no longer in the marine corps and you're up to some uh, some pretty cool things these days yeah, um, I do audio. I record fully and I perform fully for television shows and movies. That is pretty fucking badass. Um, what would you say has been the uh, the highlight of your professional career since you've uh, left the Marine Corps? Um, highlight of my professional career probably be uh, I, I got this thing in the background just to sh- show off a little bit. But uh, wait, is that an, an Emmy? Emmy? <laughs> yeah, I got an Emmy this year, and so that was. Probably one of the really nice, awesome things that happened. Softflex. Softflex. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, I kind of feel bad because I didn't get to go to like the ceremony and stuff yeah. and stand in front of a big old crowd and make the speech. I got to do it all over the internet. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, it's still pretty incredible for the short amount of time that I've been in the industry. I mean, you still get to shower with an Emmy, so. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about that in the house but yeah that's something that we uh yeah definitely have to deal with (laughs) so um how how would you say that i mean because you know uh winning a prestigious award like that that's you know among the uh the 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 pinnacle of someone in your profession could achieve if if i'm not mistaken yeah i would say like an oscar maybe just a little bit bigger you know yeah (laughs) Yeah, but we all know those things are rigged, and they, uh, I mean, unless it was a movie directed by Tom Hanks, like, anything veteran-related is not going to get any love at the Oscars. Yeah, not yeah. enough money in it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how, how has your life changed now? Do you, do you walk around L.A. and, like, go to swanky restaurants, and when they're like, sorry, sir, we've been booked for four months, you, like, pull it out of your coat pocket and, like, spin it around on your finger, and you're like, are you sure about that? And they just, like, go over there and, like, uppercut Gwyneth Paltrow and, like, your table, sir. Yeah, I definitely get a lot of uh, clout in uh, takeout lines and uh, things like that. We're uh, picking up food, you know, Yeah, just kind of flex it with me, bring it and grab my bag and go. Now, I, I would have to ask this question. What do you think was a more meaningful moment the uh, when you were presented, when you finally received your award in the mail or when you got your first cheese spread with jalapenos in the Marine Corps? 
Oh, that's really tough. Um, I would say this because they actually sent alcohol to me when I wanted. So <laughs> nice. It kind of worked out uh, twofold, kind of, you know. Happy yeah. It was heart, to counteract the cheese. Valley, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Disney cause... sent me a nice gift basket with cheese and crackers Ooh. and meats and a nice bottle of wine and champagne and stuff. So yeah, it's great. How funny would it have been if Disney had sent you a, a gift basket and it just had jalapeno cheese spread in it? <laughs> that would be incredible as well. <laughs> like really fancy, like French bread, oh, but like yeah. jalapeno cheese in the original MRE packages. Mm, mm. Now, I, uh, I grew up in Orlando, Delicious. so although Disney is capable of, you know, great and wondrous things, sometimes they, uh, they, uh, they, they miss the mark a little bit. So would you say that the meats and cheeses were assorted or was it really like a Lunchable? It was very schwanky. Uh, cheese and I almost didn't eat it but it was delicious I mean I look I had to look it up because I didn't even know what kind of cheese it was so uh yeah delicious uh and what's crazy is I'm lactose intolerant but I still I still went for it I still go for it um yeah it's funny because I keep these little pills with me the little lactate pills so I definitely love cheese and all that comes with it I have never met a person who was lactose intolerant who was not also violently like against their own lactose intolerance. Like every <laughs> yeah. lactose intolerant person I know is like, I'm going to eat ice cream and cheese and you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like people who are like uh, allergic to bees are like the only ones who bring the same energy. Cause if you're like allergic to like say onions or something, people are just, oh, I just don't like onions or I'm allergic. They don't carry around a pill that allows them to comfortably survive. Yeah. I'm going to fight these bees. <laughs> How dare yeah. my, how dare I be vulnerable to this tiny insect? Uh, so the uh, one of my most uh, important Marine Corps memories is uh, AJ was was around for this, so he can verify because um, uh, we we do try to keep each other honest on this show. Uh, yeah. So there was a guy who was allergic to bees, and unfortunately, he got stung by one. <laughs> on he knows where I'm going with this on a training op. And this guy who was a little bit of a tryhard runs over there and he's like, don't worry, buddy. Like, I'll save you. And he's like saying weird shit. Like, don't worry, I'll take care of your wife. And like, just like <laughs> the weirdest shit. And so he grabs the EpiPen and it was like an auto loader kind of one, but he had it upside down. So instead of his thumb being on the button, it was over the needle. So when he slammed it into this guy's leg, it shoots the needle through his thumbnail. And he's just running around in a circle trying to like flick it out of his thumb. Oh my God. It's in the bone. That is terrible. That's like what Pulp Fiction, but the opposite. Yeah, that's like, scary. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> if uh, John Travolta had injected himself with the adrenaline? <laughs> yeah, just the other way, ah! running around—that'd be great. And and then he's just, just long dan- ass hair. Yeah, and now he's just like fucking grooving the fuck out of this song, just like dancing his ass off. And Uma Thurman's dead, and it's just like directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Come on, it's Quentin Tarantino, yeah. though. You can see that happening. Oh, a thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the project that um, that uh, that uh, ac- eventually became, you know, this uh, this big culminating moment where you got assorted cheese from Disney. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this was the first time I won, but this was the second time I was nominated for the same show. Uh, it's called Elena of Avalor and it's on Disney. And uh, it's basically a Latina princess, Latinx princess. Yeah. Um, that came into the world and it was a spinoff of another show called Sophia the First. And it's pretty cool because it has a, it means a little bit, uh, it means a lot to me because of like the Latino kind of like connection, yeah. Hispanic heritage and stuff like that. Um, and so this was their first uh, Mexican, Hispanic, Latinx princess. 
And uh, they brought me on board. I actually begged to be on this project because I knew my parents would be really kind of jazzed about it. Yeah. And um, so my the studio that I contract with, and I get a lot of work from the majority of my work, uh, got a contract with them and I knew about it and I asked the studio manager to, to let me be part of it. They did. Mm-hmm. And again, this is my second time going. So I lost last year. And um, that's kind of how I ended up there with these guys. But uh, they were awesome. They were very um, engaged. Like they're constantly saying like, they give you feedback. And that that is something that me as a sound person I want to get uh, just like I'm sure you want to get from your, you know, your crowd is somebody telling you, Hey, that was an awesome episode. You yeah. could change this or why don't you do this? Why don't you try this kind of thing? And so we got that a lot from them and they were really awesome. Like even we, we got to meet the the music people, which is very rare for me as a Foley person. And so talking to them and getting their side of their process kind of like helps me be better. Um, just knowing how the whole thing is working so yeah, and I think that's how we kind of ended up with this, uh, yeah. you know, prize is working together as a team and, you know, working with each other and not against each other and trying to like, oh, the music's better than the sounds, sound effects yeah. and, you know, so yeah, it worked out. It's great. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so you, you mentioned that, you know, this did have a lot of importance to you. And so like growing up, we all, we all had various influences that kind of impacted our uh, personal and professional lives. So what would you say uh, were some of your uh, influences as far as like how you uh, do your craft and do your art? Um, wow. Uh, well, it's kind of crazy because I didn't get a lot of these influences until later in life. No. Um, a little backstory to me is I used to be an actor when I was younger. Yeah. And uh, so I did background work in television and I was on this show a lot called Sister Sister. I don't know if you know it. Oh yeah, what? And Tamara, we <laughs> yeah. love Sister Sister. Yeah, and so I was a background artist, like an extra in the what? show quite often. And wait, wait, brother uh, man, yeah, brother man, actually... brother man. So when I was a teenager and I was jerking <laughs> off to Sister Sister, there's a chance that you might have been in the back of one of those frames. Yeah, yeah, bro. I was walking, holding books or a backpack behind whatever you were jerking off to. This is this is probably the third time that we've had a guest that I've accidentally jerked off to. Yeah. Accidentally. So I mean that's like we we, we have to do some sort of giveaway for that, right? Here, here's my question though, is uh which which one of the sisters was hotter? Oof. Uh, like you spent time in their presence, like the no no camera nonsense to to yeah, to block it off. I don't know. Um I would say I favored Tamara more, but I mean, Solid choice. I mean, you can't go wrong either way, but yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. Though. I mean, they were both very, very cool people at the time. And I was like 13, 14, you know, so I'm just kind of figuring myself out. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a good thing. And I, so I got a little of the Hollywood kind of influence there and I really liked to see how it all worked. I ended up on a uh, music video for Whitney Houston as well. And so what? that one was really cool because I got paid to ride a bike. And what? so I was like, I like this because you guys are paying me mega bucks to ride a bike all day. <laughs> and uh, I was in the music video for maybe a second, maybe a half a second. You can see me though. Uh, and uh, so I thought that was awesome. You know, it was mm-hmm. just really crazy. And my mom was really jazzed about being in the industry. She, um, started in the industry and then now she's kind of doing her own business but um 
you know, she went to college and everything and just kind of encouraged my brother and I to try to get into the industry that way. But acting wasn't something I really liked. I didn't like to be in front of the camera. And so fast forward to now, um, I had a whole life before all this um, that was way different. I worked in warehouses. I did supply chain and logistics for different companies. Oh, wow. Um, like uh, I worked for Elon Musk's company, uh, Solar City, which is now Tesla. Oh, wow. And uh, so when that all got off the ground, I was working for them. I had worked for Raytheon before that because I had a security clearance. Um, nice. So that's that was uh, one of the first jobs I got out of the military was uh, being a temp for them and then ultimately being a, a manager for them. Right on, then, dude. And then going on. But um, what yeah, you do? Just, uh, what you do in the Marine Corps? Uh, so I started off as a rigger. I started off as a air delivery specialist. I literally just got back from jump school. Like, oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, thirty-four I, years I, old, I decided to to place my hand, uh, my life in the hands of riggers, and become a paratrooper. Nice, nice. Congrats. It helps yeah, that he doesn't have any real respect for his own life. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is totally half of the job. Yeah. Uh, so I did that uh, when I started, and I was an eighteen-year-old marine. So I. I always tell people that it was the first time I learned how to really fight. It was the first time that I actually had kind of like the bravado of yeah. a Marine. And so I got into a shitload of trouble <laughs> and I probably got in more fights than I can count uh, Fort Benning. I used to wear Marine Corps shirts every single day, any time of day. And I would just strut it by myself. And so I got so many fights cause there was only about four of us in my group. And uh, I got ended up getting uh, booted out for fighting. So I was on jump week and I got kicked out. So I got reclassified. Didn't get to finish my uh, fourth and fifth jump. So I did three. And uh, I ended up going to uh, supply school. And then after supply school, coming back to my unit, uh, they were an Anglico unit. Okay. And uh, it's basically stands for air naval gunfire liaison company. And, uh, they were super motivated about cross training. So after supply school, I went to driver school and then I went to comm school and then I went to FO school. Oh, wow. So I got a cross train and all those things. I wasn't very proficient in any of those things. I could drive <laughs> already, you know, but, yeah. and I can, I can kind of see and call grids, but, I wasn't the best, but it was awesome because it was great to interact with other people that that was their gig. Yeah. And yeah. when going to Iraq, that totally helped me out. Um, it kind of set me up for the future too, because then it made me a versatile person in life. I wasn't afraid to, to move into another job or a different type of job. And I think that really helped lead me to where I'm at now, you know, yeah. uh, coming back into the industry after leaving so long ago, uh, coming back into it. Um, starting school again um, at 31, 32. Yeah. Um, and then now at 39, finally getting an Emmy Award. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question real quick. I want to go yeah. back to where you said you got booted out of uh, out of jump school for fighting. Yeah. Was the fight during the third jump? No. Like it on the way at, down, you were like booting the guy in the neck while he was trying to fix his canopy? It was at, at breakfast. Um and the guy said something about the Marine Corps, and I just decked him. Worth it. 
is the yeah. sexiest <laughs> meal of the day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm like, like it's yeah. morning. I'm spunky. I'm ready. This is after PT already. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm already. I'm already stretched out. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, got got all limber, and this dude's like. Yeah, Chesty Puller's a bitch. And you were like, yeah, what? <laughs> Just handing out monos. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Worth oh, you it. want one too? Oh, got it. Yeah. Gave him the old Dan Daly and Smedley Butler one two combo. Gave him the huevos and the rancheros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, an interesting time because, you know, when you're 18, especially in the Marine Corps, everybody's <laughs> ahead of you. I was a private, you know, and yeah. so everybody's above you. And so it's kind of funny because they're like, we're going to take away rank. And they're like, wait, you're an E1. Sorry. (laughs) Anything to you. You're going to take away your pay. I'm like, I don't make anything anyways. And I live off the base. So what are you going to do now? Um, Motherfuckers feed me and shelter me. (laughs) So like. (laughs) It's like, I got nothing to lose on my my end. Oh, no. Um, You're going to take my $20 a month of booze money. Oh, no. There is this one kid that I uh, particularly had a little bit of a disdain for. Um, he, He had the type of belligerence that I like which is he was belligerent when things were stupid. He wasn't just belligerent for the reason, for the sake of being belligerent, but like if something was like obnoxiously dumb, green weenie, stupid, he would say some things that were very belligerent, which that is always very endearing to me. However, one day he crossed the line. And so I did my research and we were in Chesapeake and I went into the major's office and I was like, sir, do you have a minute? And he's like, you know, Sergeant Sharp, come on in. And he was like one of those few officers that actually had an open door policy and first sergeant wasn't allowed to harass you afterwards. So that was, that was a very rare experience in my life. But uh, I was just like, all right, you know, so uh, private so-and-so like pretty much a shitberg. And he's just like, well, your word's not mine because, you know, as an officer, like how dare he make uh, detrimental comments to anyone. He just needs to Semper Fidelis and JJ did tie buckle them into being a good Marine. He just couldn't debase himself by using the word shitbird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, sir, according to this manual, uh, you as an O4 are authorized to uh, confine a Marine to the brig of a ship with bread and water for no more than three days. And he's like, do you fucking see a ship around here? And I was like, ah, no, but 20 miles, 20 miles down the road at uh, Norfolk Naval station, there is a ship there and they just docked and they have a Marine contingent. So I did my research and you can actually send that Marine to be confined in their brig on bread and water for three days. And he just kind of looks at me. He's like, you did the research on this. I was like, Oh sir, I did. And he's like, you didn't have a fucking job to do. And I was like, I've already done it. I'm that proficient. I'm a reflection of my leadership. (laughs) You blew him and blew yourself at the same time. Best thing Marines can do. And he was just like, I will take your advisement under consideration dismissed. And I was just like, all right, well, this conversation is ended (laughs) by your leave, sir. (laughs) By your leave. Yeah. Do they still Uh, use that in the service right now? By your leave? Only sarcastically. Yeah. 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 You know, I thought in boot camp that was going to be like every time I walked behind somebody that was higher ranking than me. But just like dog tags, like you just stop doing that once you leave boot camp. I'll tell you, I thought that was going to be a thing too. But I'll tell you what ended up actually being a thing was uh, gangway or sick bay, and then make a hole, make a Y coming through. I've recently used that yeah. when running through a group of Marines, and I'm a civilian. I say then in bed. So, I mean. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Love it. Gangway, yeah. So, um, make a hole. <laughs> make uh, the 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 make it wide parts. Why I said gross. Make it wide, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah no there, there's an old running joke of like if you accidentally walk into your buddy while he's plowing out some like uh barracks bunny and you're just like make a hole <laughs> <laughs> gross but nice. uh i digress so uh <laughs> as you were transitioning out of the uh the military was there anything that uh you could really contribute to your success i know you kind of briefly touched on uh, adaptability but uh, was there anything that you can contribute to your success? And is there anything that looking back that you might've done differently? Yeah. Um, well, I kind of like the, you know, violin moment. I started having issues a couple years after getting out of the Marine Corps um, while I was at civilian work uh, where I started having, I would say like crying spells and like panic attacks Been there. and shit like that. And, I showed up to work one day and I just had lost it. And my assistant at the time was a army reservist and he knew the VA pretty well. And we were actually not too far from the VA in uh, West Los Angeles. Okay. So he said, Hey brother, I know you need help. You've never talked about it, but I know what you need. I can tell. And he had been through it himself. And so I got help uh, about almost four years to the day of getting out, um, oh, wow. not realizing I needed help. Um, was it the same army guy that it... you punched? No, 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 no. I wish. No, I'm just kidding. No, he's actually a really cool guy. Um, um, he would have been fun to wrestle, though. <laughs> but uh, he was a, he was a standout guy, just a really super cool guy. Oswaldo. Um, and yeah, so he got me through the VA system. And after going through the system and getting help there, realizing all the issues that I had, like, you know, wanting to fight everybody, yeah. to be depressed all the time, um, not realizing I was depressed, but people were telling me these things and it was just like not clicking, you know? Yeah. And uh, finally, after doing that, I kind of got a little bit more stable mentally and physically. And uh, that really helped me in addition to being adaptable because um, I just was a better person. Love and, to hear it. I'm still working on it, you know. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I would say that uh, that's probably been the hardest thing is kind of asking for help, looking for help, getting help. Um, but I will say that uh, I do definitely tell a lot of people, how, even if they're fucking badass motherfuckers, I'm like, hey, at least talk to somebody, yeah, you know, uh, and and let them kind of help you out by just getting it off your chest. Sometimes, you know, if, if anything, do that or have somebody you can call um, because that's helped me a lot. Yeah, you're um, you went from uh, fighting at breakfast to uh, being uh, an Emmy winning uh, artist with uh, working on a children's show. Like that's a, a bit of a, a polarization. It, it seems like you kind of came full circle. You found your center and you found where you were able to uh, uh, excuse the, uh, the puns from earlier, but you found the surfaces and gaps and you <laughs> strengthen your surfaces and uh, you exploited gaps. But yeah, but definitely exploited those gaps. <laughs> <laughs> By your leave, sir. Good after morning, ma'am, sir. Gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was, that was a weird night. Because, what was that? <laughs> no, sorry. I was just commenting on the thing Dan said. Go ahead. Oh yeah. No. Uh, when I got, uh, I went back to school, like I was mentioning. And when I was getting out of school, it's kind of like a college graduate. You're like, what do I do? How do I, you know, make it in the industry? Okay. I want to be famous now. or I want to be this person, but how do I get there? Um, and I was really guided by, 
teachers. And so again, I kind of asked for help and said, Hey, do you guys have any gigs? Do you have any stuff? And one of my guys, uh, Mehdi Hassin, who is a uh, part owner of a music uh, recording studio in Los Angeles. And also one of my former teachers uh, said, Hey, come in, you know, PA at my music studio. I worked with him for a while, uh, just basically uh, setting up mics, setting up sessions, nice. cleaning things, uh, getting stuff, grabbing food. Um, and then he introduced me to the people that uh, did Elena. So um, that studio was an introduction based on that work that I did with him. He was like, Hey dude, like, you know, you need to get paid. So you're good. You're a good guy. You're doing good work. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing I would tell people is work, you know, put in the work, you know, you may not notice it at first, but put in the work and people will notice at some point. Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of like you guys, you know, you guys are putting in the work and I think you guys are getting noticed a little bit more and more. And yeah. I saw uh, Kyle Carpenter on your show. Yep. That's pretty badass. <laughs> and yeah, he was so, super uh, chill. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, like you know, stuff like that. You guys just get bigger and bigger, and just as with anything, it's just practice makes perfect, and just keep doing it. You know. Well, that's uh, that's that's great advice for um, all the uh, the veterans out there and people who are looking to transition, who want to uh, aspire to um, succeed in their in their field. So I, I do have a pressing question. I see the um, I, I, I I'm I... engaged. I'm engaged. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's offline. That's offline. <laughs> I love that's where his mind went first. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, I might be mistaken, but uh, I, I think I spotted uh, a tattoo of a treble clef on your wrist. Yeah, I got a tattoo on my wrist uh, yeah. for music. I used to play music as well. Um, saxophone. Here I have drums. I have a piano behind me. That's oh wow. That Emmy. Um, <laughs> uh, just to drop that again uh guitar uh we used to have a bass in here somewhere and then so we, now my question is do you have any moto tats uh no um i mean i have i have this which i don't know what it means something in japanese on my wrist <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly one, what it means it says something yeah. in japanese in kanji this other one that probably translates that but i don't know what that means either and um, I have a tattoo of the Mustang symbol. Right on. For my best friend that passed away years ago. God rest him. Um, he uh, died in a car accident. He wasn't in the service, but he died in a car accident. And he was a Mustang guy. So I uh, got that for him. And that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't have any tramp stamps. I don't have any dog tags on the side. Uh, uh, I got those. <laughs> so what's crazy is with the jump thing was... When I got out, I think they left in. I, I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure that they left in that I rate jump wings. Yeah. But I've I've never worn them because I'm like, if I wear them, I'm gonna get my ass ripped by the people that I fucking served with and everything. Yeah. So I was like, I've never done that, but I have a pair that one of the jump masters gave me when I left because he's like, you jumped, you're fucking rating this, and I was like, and he was a really cool guy because him and I just clicked, you know, right away, and he was yeah. really nice, solid dude. And he would actually let me go on Liberty when I would do my chores because I was on hold for like three weeks while they were figuring out what the fuck to do with me. And then once I got in this fight, they were like, is he going to the brig? Is he going to be you know, like, are they going to do NJP? Like anything fight club. Like, yeah. Yeah. Are we going to start a fight club? Who's this guy? This guy's like yeah. motivating, you know? And so they put me in confinement in one of the places and I would do my chores in the morning. And he's like, well, I got nothing else for you. So just, I'll see you at fucking, 
1600 and uh, I'm like, okay. So I would just spend the whole day going to Peachtree Mall, hanging out in the city. Uh, I had a friend <laughs> that had a car out there, so I would borrow his car and just go out and have fun. And Nice. Yeah, pretty wild. Right on, uh, man. Not so, a bad um, way to spend uh, some, some uh, bad times, I guess. Yeah, the time you were supposed to be scrubbing toilets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just scrub them really fast and be done, yeah. So uh, we're we're not quite sure when this episode will uh, post, but we are recording uh, just days away from the birthday of our beloved Corps. Mm-hmm. Is um, there any one thing about the Marine Corps that now that you've been out for a while and you've seen what civilian life is like, is there any one thing about the military that, that you truly miss? Um, probably like what everybody says is kind of just being with your boys kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think... It's probably some of the most fucked up times, the most fucked up, literally the drinking wise I've ever been, uh, <laughs> the funniest, the saddest, the craziest stories, um, I've ever heard in my life. Uh, and I miss that. Uh, I, I, I definitely try to get with some of my boys every year. I actually was texting with one of my old sergeants, um, to try to get together this year. You know, so we're trying to go to like a, a restaurant outside or something and hang out with a bunch of us. And there's a dude that I haven't seen for, gosh, 20 years. Um, you know, when I first got in, he was transitioning out, but he was just a solid guy. And so he's like, hey, that dude's going to make it out. We got to get together. He's he's coming from another city, too. So he's like, he's going to be visiting here. So we got to get together. And we do get together every year. I do something for the Marine Corps uh, birthday. They have a place called Bastards out here. But yeah, yeah. Too far. They're they're going too far now. Like they're about two hours away now. Uh, instead of being about forty minutes, they're doing something in Temecula now. So uh, I got to figure something out. And so I usually go to the, I think it's the American Legion, or maybe it's the VFW post in Burbank near my studio actually that I work at. Um, and so I usually the last three years I've been there, and they're pretty uh pretty great guys. Or I will go to the American Legion in Hollywood, which I'm a part of the post. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I know things are uh, a bit difficult with COVID now, but uh, if you ever have the desire to uh, hang your knees in the breeze again, the the organization I jumped with is uh, Round Canopy Parachute Team. And uh, you, you, know, you can find them on uh, some of the posts that we put up. And the cool thing about that is that all the, all the jump masters there are all like, hardcore like army jump masters and some of them are actually still serving so they can like sign your law book and while i was there there was like special forces guys and like regular army and like state guard and like old veterans there so it was like a super unique experience with like legit like army jump masters and so uh they they uh they are a um a club but you know you can uh, apply and get accepted fairly easily and so if you ever have the desire to uh knock out those last two jumps and get your wings <laughs> yeah get them official huh yeah yeah that'd be great. yeah that'd be cool i would love to check them out definitely send me uh some info on that and jump with your emmy and yeah jump with your... i would no i that was a given i didn't <laughs> yes i Instead don't do any cranberry anything, juice <laughs> yeah i don't do I don't even work or get out of bed without it. So <laughs> <laughs> you just have it with a, a dummy cord. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so you don't yeah. lose it. Yeah. All right. Pretty. So um, AJ, do you have any final questions for our guests before we let them get back to uh, creating uh, beauty in the world? Uh, not really you covered everything pretty succinctly. I would say that um, it's a, it's a pretty nice transition from being the guy who, uh, 
who likes to fill the room full of huevos rancheros first thing in the morning to the guy who works for Disney. Like that's a that's a good transition. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely look out uh, for my two seconds or one second of fame in the Winnie Houston video. Please try and, to uh, uh, sister sister episodes. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Is that was it that video? Well, no, it was. Uh, it's a song called Step by Step and the the preacher's wife uh, soundtrack. Oh, I'm familiar. Nice. I'm familiar. Yeah, and. Yep. Uh, there's another movie. If you look at me, I am actually playing a cholo, so it's very stereotypical of a <laughs> Salvadorian American. And uh, it's a movie called Seventeen and Under, which is kind of funny. And I did that, gosh, nineteen ninety six, maybe. It's like my mom's <laughs> friend was making this movie, and so like we played cholos, and it was like, oh yeah, terrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dan does that. Any, I'm like gonna bring out a flannel. It's bad. <laughs> anytime you bring queso dip into the room, Dan does the same thing. Yeah, nice. That is fair. I have video. There's this proof. Uh, Weirdly, okay. oddly enough, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So uh, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your schedule to join us here in the smoke pit. And do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Uh, be good. Take your vitamins. Flex hard. And hurrah. Uh, hurrah. Hurrah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. We'll, uh, we'll uh, see you next time in the smoke pit. Thank you, gentlemen.